Welcome to the Trinity Force Podcast. Our sponsor is Moxie and Zen. If you head over to moxieandzen.com slash tforce and use the code tforce, you can get 20% off of your order on premium, high quality, and inexpensive boxers. They're made from bamboo to help wick away the sweat, which leaves you feeling fresh. Also, make sure to check out our Patreon, where we have a multitude of different perks. Anyone that signs up for the $5 tier will receive first dibs on any and all tournaments that we host. We'll send out an early access email so you can be at the front of the line to sign up and get onto the rift. The $10 tier will grant you access to special interviews or podcasts that we do. Additionally, $10 will grant you one replay review per month from the podcaster of your choice. Just download the replay file and send it to us via email or private Discord message. With the replay review, you'll get the insight and expertise that the podcasters bring, which will help you optimize each phase of the game. The $15 tier will unlock one live coaching session per month from the podcaster of your choice. Let us know who you'd like to talk to, and we'll set up a way for you to stream your game to them as a member of the podcast walks you through your game. And finally, the $50 tier We'll grant you a one-time guest spot on the podcast where you will be able to give your input on the show agenda and be live on the podcast with the rest of the Trinity Force crew. The money that we collect from Patreon not only helps keep the lights on, but helps to pay for better equipment and promotional materials. If you have any questions for the crew, shoot us an email at qu- uh, questions at trinityforcepodcast.com. You can also head over to our website, www.trinityforcenetwork.com. There you can find a link for our Discord, old episodes, and other Trinity Force Network podcasts. You can also visit our subreddit, r slash tforce network, our Twitter, at tforce network, our YouTube page, youtube.com slash c slash trinity force podcast, or on Twitch at twitch.tv slash tforce podcast, where we're regularly streaming tournaments, community game nights, other league games the podcasters are playing, and even other games occasionally. Finally, on Tuesday nights, make sure to join us in our Discord at 7.15 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, where we will be playing and often streaming on Twitch, Community Game Night, for some fun pre-made games and in-house custom matches. Welcome to the Trinity Force Podcast. Yo, it's that Triforce cast beaming straight to your home. Grab a beer so we know Pony drinking alone. Send an email, a quick tweet, just pick up the phone. Leave a message, hit the beep if you're a creep, watch your tone. Discuss the meta game, patch notes, whatever helps your stats most. Obi Pone Kenobi is your last hope to snatch gold. So grab your headphones and join in the fun. We'll try enforcing some jokes and some cringeworthy puns. Yo, we can make it together, people. Trinity Force Podcast. Boys are second to none, but that's the end of the intro, it's time we've begun. I just realized that my mic was muted the whole time there while I was drinking, but hello everyone. <laughs> my name is uh, N.A. Eric, and as always, I'm the host for this podcast. This is episode number 782 of the Trinity Forest Podcast. Christ, we've done a lot of these, but um, tonight we have a couple of uh, old faces, but we also have a new face. So, you know, the people you've seen on before, you we have Sean. Sean, say hi to the fellas. And howdy. Fellettes. I don't know if there's a female version of that, but... He said howdy. Um, Kybe. 
And we also have uh, a new friend we have on, John. John, say hi to everyone. Hey, how's it going? Great. And Eric so, didn't give um, me a chance to say hello, so hello. Yeah, well, I, <laughs> oh, yeah, right, sorry. We, I, I breezed over him a little bit then, yes, but Kybe is here as well. And we're always happy to have you, Kybe. But, um, that didn't yeah, sound so sincere. It was sincere as hell. I need you to man. do it again. Kybe, I'm so glad you're here for this podcast. I couldn't have done it without you. Daddy, chill. Okay, there we go. Now he, his ego is satiated and we're all good to go. But <laughs> as I said, 782 of this podcast and we have some a bunch of different stuff we're going to talk about. But um, I don't want to reveal anything that we're going to get into because first off, as I said, we have a new voice. So um, John, welcome. We're glad to have you here joining us. So, uh, you know, I'm not just going to make you just randomly talk about whatever. But first off, um, Thanks for being here. And uh, how'd you get into League? And then how'd you join the community? And um, yeah, like just go into a little bit about your history of that. Yeah. So uh, I started playing League during uh, season 10. Um, and it was during the, uh, like, just when COVID and everything happened. Um, because I had a bunch of downtime. Um, I was in school at the time. And um, I was in. Uh, dental school actually and uh, because of that you know they had to shut down everything for a while so um, I had a lot of downtime and so I started playing league uh, because a ton of my friends um, growing up had played I never got into it um, but then I mean I had a bunch of time um, and I just started playing with them and then you know I haven't turned back since just uh really enjoyed it nice so you've been hooked ever since and yeah for sure nice that lasted a lot longer for some of us like i've been hooked since season one i haven't been able to get out of it but um that's interesting i haven't i haven't heard of too many people that got hooked uh you know later on in the league scene but yeah um gotcha what what made you really like get into it i mean i know that you said you started playing during covid but what really actually stuck you with it since there's so many games out there yeah i mean i played uh, a bunch of different stuff uh like growing up i played like a bunch of halo and and cod and stuff like that but uh i also liked um like turn-based strategy games and stuff like that um and i can definitely see some similarities between that kind of stuff and and with league, um, but yeah, I mean, it was just a whole different, whole different animal though too. So just getting accustomed to that was kind of its own thing, but it was a lot of fun. Yo, this guy's a man of culture. Halo and COD, love to hear it. Let's go run some kids' pockets. Come on, let's go play some wages. <laughs> oh man, I I haven't played Halo in forever. Uh, I did not. I will say. Halo is one of those games for me that I really enjoyed the campaigns for, but hate yeah. the multiplayer with it. Halo jumping is not my thing. I don't like the mechanics of how that interacts with multiplayer at all. Infinite's a lot better with with that because I I agree. I hated I hated like one two three, uh, Reach was okay. Five was meh, but Infinite. Re- Halo Reach had an amazing campaign. Amazing. I, I haven't I played a single campaigns. Halo campaign, so I wouldn't be able to I, confirm or deny that. I like the uh, like large scale stuff they had in the like on for multiplayer and stuff like that in Halo too, for like where they had vehicles and stuff like that. 
Yeah, that is pretty cool. Because when they tried to put vehicles in COD, I think the only one... Oh, they've had it in... They had it in Warzone uh, for whatever COD that was. But the first one I remember them putting in vehicles in was COD 5, or I guess Call of Duty World at War. And those tanks were so overpowered, Dude, it was absurd. Don't make me get nostalgic, okay? Don't don't remind <laughs> me about World at War and the game mode war. It was the greatest fucking thing to ever happen to that franchise, and they never brought it back. Until World War Two, and war, it sucked. What was the war game mode again? Was that the like the multiple checkpoints? Yes. Okay, it gotcha. Think, yeah, like, I, it was like I, a smaller say, scale conquest from Battlefield. I will say I really didn't love Call of Duty or COD Five as much as I liked COD Four or Six or so Modern Warfare, Modern Warfare Two, because I thought that the I mean I just didn't like the campaign was also good. Zombies great when they first introduced it there, but the multiplayer was nowhere near as satisfying. I felt it was just I didn't like it anywhere near as much. Uh, the different perks and other things that they had. So um, let me guess, you used one man army, lightweight commando pro. Uh, noob, no, I played noob tubes. Uh, nope. nope. Nope, I played Hardcore Headquarters, and I was oh uh, one of those gauze. Yeah, oh. I would run around, and you don't need a mini-map. Nope, and I would also almost always in my, you know, the offhand, the secondary, I'd run a stinger so I could shoot down anything so there was no vision for the enemy team. Dude, you were the fucking people that I just <laughs> despise playing casual <laughs> Call of Duty. Like, it's oh. no fun. Love you too, Ken. Hey, I just showed that I'm better <laughs> than everyone in this lobby. And got a and got a 15 kill streak. Oh, here's some idiot who's gonna shoot it down in 20 seconds. That was fun. Yep. That was a great experience. Yeah. Exactly. No, you don't get UAVs. I would run, and then when I played Black Ops, UAV counter UAV and the Blackbird. That was my kill streak always. Vision and counter vision. Nah, That's dude, it. it's all about the. It was all about the play demolition on Black Ops One on Summit, and you run Blackbird, Chopper Gun, or Dogs. The amount of 200 plus kill games. Oh, let's Ugh. go. Nope, not at all. Don't love that as much, but okay, gotcha. So, uh, John, when did you uh, when did you join the community, and how'd you get inv how'd you find us first off? Because I mean, uh, we're out there. I mean, w obviously, we're the most popular League of Legends community and and podcast that's ever been created. Come on, but how'd you find us, and how'd you get involved? Um, I was just uh, like looking for you know podcasts at the time and stuff to just listen during you know driving and whatnot to to work and uh, I mean I just found on Spotify and then you know listened started playing games like heard about the Discord and whatnot joined the Discord from there started playing games and then you know the rest is history. Nice. Okay, and currently you're the highest ranked of any of us on this call right now because on the side of the screen I also have up your uh, u.gg, so we get to see you're uh, you're a Rengar abuser or so. Although there's not a ton of there's not a ton of ranked games in Yo, here. Yo, send, I'll be honest. send, there's send only that u.gg in the chat, please. All right, I haven't been playing a lot you, recently. Um, honestly, the last most recent patch, I just have not been a huge fan of playing. Uh, just because okay. I feel like every time, like when I would play jungle, I feel like every time I play, I would like ban either Volibear or Wukong. Yeah, yeah, I was about to say, that's, then, that's why you haven't been banned, playing, because right, Volibear is yeah, so, so strong. <laughs> it's just, yeah, I mean, I'll ban Volibear, and then they'll just play Wukong, and I'll ban Wukong, and they'll just play Volibear every time, I swear. So, I don't know. I just was like, 
I wasn't having too much fun with that, so. And I yeah. also I've just been really busy, uh, at least in the last like two weeks with uh with work and whatnot. But um, gotcha. but yeah, I mean, I guess to to that at least for Rengar has made that a little more difficult. But I mean, I still really enjoy that champion a ton, and I just love playing him. Yeah, he's uh, he's I don't well I don't like facing him at all. I I I hate Rengar as a champion. Oh, well, okay, he's got a he's he he's good because he brings diversity to the game and all. But I I absolutely hate facing him. Although as time's gone on, I've haste, hated facing him less just because his kid has aged out of a lot of stuff. If I if I see a Rengar now, I just pick Poppy. I don't care. I just pick Poppy and go chem tank with Predator. Wait, Not even, I don't. Even yeah, that's a, that's a rough time for for Rengar for Wait, sure. Wait, hold on, yeah. hold on. When did you start playing? Uh, season ten. And you're level four hundred and ninety-eight. He's been playing a lot, man. Uh, yeah, no shit. I'm sitting here, the <laughs> self, the self-proclaimed ARAM wizard, playing like twenty-five a day. Jesus, how much? How many games do you play? That's... Well, so the thing is, Kai, did you know that you gain more experience for a win than a loss? That's well, why you're so low level. I'm talking about. I'm, <laughs> I'm talking about just like time played in general, like Jesus. I mean, like he said, he was in school and stuff when he joined, and we ha we all had a lot of downtime. For those of us that like went to higher education, you have a lot of downtime when you're not busy with your studies and other social stuff. Like I played a lot of games in college, so yeah, that so accounts like, for a lot of it, I'm sure. So for yeah, like to that end, um, you know, whenever COVID happened. I was in my third year of school, so that typically third, fourth year is when you're uh, like in the clinic and everything, and the clinic was closed down because of COVID, so like the only class I had was uh, like, you know, two and a half days a week, and it was online because of, we couldn't, you know, be in person because of COVID, and so, I mean, I just had a bunch of time. I also got COVID, and so was had to quarantine for... Do all that business for those of you who have had it know how that is. But uh but yeah, I mean Which uh which variant did you get? Did you get the original recipe or did you get one of the variants? Yeah, I got the, the uh I got the OG original recipe Ooh, nice. of COVID. Yeah. It was uh <laughs> it was not fun. But fortunately it was like uh I got it. I had symptoms for like two days and I mean it sucked the first day, but overall it wasn't like horrible. And then, I mean, I That's was good. fine after, like, two days. But I at the time, I, I had two other roommates, and my other roommate got it at the exact same time I did. So, gotcha. ended up getting us all. But Okay. Cool. Well, yeah, so that accounts for a lot of it, of course. Because, yeah, if you're in dental school, I would assume that, you know, when you're supposed to be spending a lot of time in person, then you know, actually, you know, dealing with people and their teeth and, and gums and stuff, whatnot, then you can't really do a lot of that online. That can't really be done remotely too much. There's only so yeah. much online education because before then you've learned all about, you know, the chemistry and the physics and whatever about teeth. And so you can't really do all that much, right? Right. So it's like the first two years are like mainly uh, like didactic, you know, it's a ton of uh, like just studying and and whatnot, and then there's uh, they kind of ease you into it though. Like you start with sure. doing uh, like cleanings and stuff. Your your second year, and then your third and fourth year is when you're in the clinic and you start doing actual procedures and and whatnot. But yeah, like you're saying, like 
I mean, we were in the clinic at that point, so, you know, because it was closed down and because of COVID, you know, there wasn't, that part of our education was, was halted for a period of time. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, so Kai, that accounts for a lot of the games, I'm sure. Because if yes. the, if COVID had happened while I was while I was in college, I absolutely would have played way too much league. I'm yeah, sure. it was that, and the, it was like a it was kind of like the perfect storm of like getting me to play a lot because it was that, and then a bunch of my friends had a like a similar situation where they had a bunch of time, so I was just spamming games with them and like just learning the game. Like I from the start, I would say I've just tried to have as much of a student mindset towards it. Try to take in as much information as possible because it's right. there's just so much to it. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. So here, I pulled up some of your stats on uh, u.gg. Do you want to guess what is your highest win rate champion uh, that has at least five games played in ranked solo queue specifically? Uh... Just for just ranked this season, just ranked this season, yes. Probably Zinzel, because I had a period where I played a lot of Zinzel. Okay, so it's a it's a trick question because it's tied Zinzel and one other one other champ. Zinzel eight and zero, another champ five and zero. Uh, maybe only five games. Maybe Lee Sin. It was your Lee Sin. Well done. No, this, this guy, this guy's sitting here looking at his U.G.G. No shot. The Zinzao's easy. And there's no shot. He just guesses Lee Sin. I mean, I've only played. Uh, I would say mostly like probably eight champions for ranked. I mean, you played a lot of them, but but I mean, I played ADC too. Played ADC in sure. jungle, but I mean, I played in ADC jungle. Okay. The what's your most stuff? played? What's your most played champion in Arams? And Arams, yeah, uh, maybe Nidalee. No, Nidalee is your sixth most with six games. Uh, there are five more champions that you, or five champions that you played more. Hmm. All of them build AD. I'll tell you that much. Maybe, uh, is it Jax? Jax is your fifth most. Yep. Okay. Well, there's four more that have more games. Maybe Vayne? Vayne is number two. Yep. You played nine games of Vayne. There's one you played 11 of, though. Really? Huh. Yeah. Uh... You have a 64% win rate and a 2.15 KDA. <laughs> really? Most, most kills, 14. Most deaths, 16. Oh, man. That sounds like... Uh... <laughs> most deaths, too? Okay, that sounds like a Yasuo's. It is Yasuo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Lots of kills, lots of deaths. Yep. <laughs> Exactly. That's hilarious. Yep. So, okay, cool. So it's that's that's cool. Thanks for uh, you know enlightening us about how you found the community and why you started playing league and all. That's super cool because it, yeah. it's always inter it's always interesting to me at least how people find um, whatever game it is, whether it's league or another one, and find their game and then they like zone in and like, oh shit, this is my game. I'm gonna play a whole lot of this. Like that's that's always really interesting to me at least. So. Yeah, and I love the. Uh... I love the competitive aspect to it as well. Um, gotcha. Do you I play mean, Clash then as much as you can? Yeah, and whenever I played more, like the first few seasons I played, I haven't played too much recently because sometimes we'll have like four and you know don't have a fifth or something like that sure. with the um, 
but yeah, I mean, I enjoy Clash. That was definitely when I started playing more ranked was when I was playing Clash. Um, nice. Because that was when I was playing ADC a ton. Um, but yeah, I mean, I still enjoy it. It's a lot of fun to just play Clash because it's, I mean, it's a whole different ball game there too because it's a lot different than solo queue. Oh, for sure it is. And yeah, um, playing as a competitive five team or Clash, I'd say, is like competitive-ish. Like playing as a competitive five team is way different than playing in solo queue for sure. Yeah, I've um, come to, I've learned to, I guess, have, like to have a, a love for solo queue though because it's, uh, you just got to embrace the, the chaos in a way. It's, it's absolutely straight chaos. Yeah, it is that's just what I was gonna the say, wild, like, wild west out there, and you just gotta you gotta steal steer yourself through the through the wilderness. Exactly, that's the biggest difference that I've noticed as well. When I played Clash a lot, was I haven't played it in a while, but yeah, it's it's the it's literally like pure anarchy versus a lot of coordination and understanding. And right, there's there's hardly any times when there's ganks going through that people aren't aware of, or at least like aware that they could be ganked if they're overextending. Or yeah. there's a lot more coordination and stuff like that. Yeah. Yep, and I'm sure Kai, you've noticed stuff like that because you've been on a couple of different competitive teams in the last couple of years, haven't you? Or last year or so? Uh, yeah. Um, on one now. Um, it is. It's a completely different game. It. It. Yeah, that that's really the best description I could give. It is not even the same game. Yeah. Yeah, but. Uh, yeah, it's. I would say to embracing the uh just everything that happens in in solo queue is a hard thing to do but it makes it uh an easier pill to swallow sometimes it sure does yeah but okay well cool thanks for that uh that introduction or show or so it's it's always great when whenever we have new voices come on and and join us that it's uh we get to get some good insight about who you are how you came to the game that sort of shit but yeah Yeah, thanks for walking us through that so um we posed a question of the week last week so this will still be active for the next week or so but it's uh the new question of the week is uh i guess new at that point was how much weight do you put on your solo queue rank and so if you have thoughts on that go into our discord server and drop in feedback and that and and the uh, question of the week thread which is under the general group of threads so i guess it's a sub thread i don't know about the, the hierarchy of that but yeah um but we got a couple of answers and i was cracking up before the podcast started and i told everyone else not to look at this so uh, yep. So the question of the week was how m- how much weight do you put on your solo queue rank? And Jiggly Duff said 145 pounds usually, <laughs> um, and that's that's why I was laughing so hard. I guess I found it more funny than than you guys did, since Sean is just sitting there like, a, oh, okay, yep, that's a that's a normal thing. Okay. Um, and then uh, Frank said, if I didn't screw up my MMR a lot more than than I do. Uh, on my main account, I don't at all because last season I was trying to play ranked on 150 ping. Oh, Christ, that's rough. And my MMR was complete complete, complete trash. And a win was 18 LP and a loss was negative 18. That's, that's one of the most extreme gaps I've seen with win-loss LP. That's insane. Have you guys seen anything that high? Have you experienced anything that high with like a 7 or 8 LP gap in your wins and losses? When was that last season? Um, but not not this season. 
Yeah, I, I mean, know. like, if, if you play, like, a Smurf, it's gonna be like that, right? Because that's how it is on my Smurf. It's like you get, like, 25 or whatever, and then you get, like, 8 or something if you lose. Because sure, the game, like, wants you. seen it that much in the, in the other direction, though, where a win is 7 or 8 less? No. <laughs> That's fine. Maybe for like yeah. challenger players, you would, you would like hear of it, but like I've never actually seen it myself. Yeah, and I could be wrong, but I don't think that Frank is. Uh, I don't think that Frank is challenger, but um, could be. Yeah, so I don't know. But anyways, that that hundred and forty five pounds through by Jigglyduff, that was that was gold. I was, I was laughing so hard at that earlier, but yeah. Um, Okay, cool. So yeah, if anyone else has additional feedback with that, go ahead and, and drop that in there. But um, we also have seen another new champion be teased and stuff. And so that's what we kind of wanted to talk about. That was like the main idea for what we're going to talk about tonight is Neela, um, the Joy Unbound. So first off, um, what did you... Okay, did any of you guys know of her lore at all? Are you interested in that? Because I always, I always interested in lore, and I always gravitate to it. Do any of you guys know about that? Or, A, do you even care? I don't really care. No, Sean doesn't care. Uh, I don't know much about it. Oh, okay. So, I'll, I'll, I'll give you the, the TLDR, because it's interesting as hell. So, Neela is not a demon. However, she is possessed by a demon. I think. And basically, um, there are, you know, like seven or eight demons across Rune Terra. One of them's Tom Kench, another one is Evelyn, then there's Fiddlesticks, uh, Nocturne as well. And then Neela is possessed by the Demon of Joy. And the Demon of Joy, basically, she doesn't feel any emotions other than joy. So let's say that, you know, her, a loved one passes away, she only feels joy at it. Like, she, she literally cannot, which is its own sort of torture that you can only ever feel one emotion. So it's it's just really interesting on that. Like, I found that to be such a, like, such a great dichotomy of pain and pleasure. It's, I don't know. I thought that was really cool. She's got, just the, to see. She's got the solution to solo queue. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. Very true. But... Um, so every, I mean, we've all watched all of her abilities at least because I, I told us all to before that we started tonight. But what are your initial impressions? Because she's, I mean, she's meant to be a melee bot laner. What do you guys think? So John, go ahead and go first. Like, what do you think of Neela from the bit that you've seen of her? Yeah, my my first impression. I mean, she looks super cool. Uh, I played ADC um, a ton um, the previous two seasons, and uh, I just the idea of a melee. ADC definitely appeals to me. I mean, I will definitely be playing it. It looks, I mean, off the bat, it looks pretty, uh, pretty strong. Her kit looks strong, but I mean, we'll have to see. Definitely looks very interesting, though. I will say that the I, I totally agree with you. It looks interesting, although I don't know if I'll play it that much. But uh, her. So I wonder, because her attack range is not normal for a melee character. It's much higher than the max at like 175 or 150 that you see at like Belveth or Viego. Yeah. It seems like she's got like a Rakan or Lilia auto attack range, and both of those characters are ranged technically. Yeah, and like Thresh, it's like, because uh, that's with her Q. Uh, like just her regular auto attack looks like it has range, but that her Q gives her a little extra range too. I mean, it definitely looks very interesting. 
yeah. But yeah, it does it does seem very cool for sure. Yep. Um Sean, what have you thought, man? Yeah, I think like the <clears throat> the general sentiment from the community I've seen is it brings up like the old Mordekaiser vibes before they like updated him. Where they that one patch years ago where they like they, they tried like forcing him bot patch. lane. Yeah, they tried forcing him bot lane randomly, so they gave him pretty much the same passive where if you're in a duo lane, you both just get more experience, basically. So, like... I don't think Riot was ever able to really balance that. It was kind of just broken the whole time. <laughs> so, like, it, it it is a little, like, questionable why they would try to bring that back. And I I was actually talking to John before the podcast because, like... People are saying this is, like, the first melee eighty carry, but... I feel like Yasuo has been fairly viable in AD carry, especially if you're like really good at Yasuo for a while now. So I, it feels like a little like weird that they they they're obviously just tacking on that passive to force her in the bot lane, but like Yasuo can go bot lane too without having to have this weird passive that seems like it's just going to be impossible to balance. So like I guess we'll see, <laughs> but it's it's going to be a weird thing. So you're talking about when you're with the passive when it's that part where if Neil last hits a minion, she and her nearest ally champion gain the normal amount of shared XP plus half the XP that would have been lost due to sharing. That's what you're specifically talking about. Yeah, right? I think that's and like I the guess most also notable. The heals and shields part. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that's like the most notable thing about the kit. Like, I mean, the kit looks cool. Like the champion looks cool in general, but like that passive being tacked on feels like really weird. And I think a lot of people are like upset about it because i feel like old mord never really got balanced either the champion was just always broken it was either broken or useless so like i really don't know how you balance that really yeah because like my like initial thought too like seeing that is like what is uh to like see how you know strong it would be is like where what's the break point on like like does it just make you reach you know level two how much faster than you normally would you know like, is it a significant enough difference that, like, you know, you get level two, which is a big deal, uh, bot lane, you know, before the enemy. Does that, like, make a difference there, you know, to where yeah, it just feels you like you're I just, mean, like, you, behind them all the time? You probably would. Yeah, I didn't even, I honestly didn't even think about that. My first thought was not about how this would work in bot lane, because, of course, she's going to be in bot lane, but... I was trying to think of funnel strategies with this because you could have a, f I mean, I don't know about how she has a decent amount of utility. So you could definitely build her sort of tanky and then funnel a jungler with her. I would think with this, if you took the, you know, the, the, um, relic shield or, uh, what's the other one? Like warlord's helm or what's the, whatever the AD version of that. Like that's that honestly, that's the first place my brain went was that this could absolutely be a funneling champion. Cause like that would be super good for the, uh, the jungler too. Cause you could just have your jungler come push like, you know, a few waves with you and like, you really don't like, you just get more from it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Cause then you're, it doesn't, as long as she gets the farm, they're still getting the XP from it. Yeah. And if you have the Relic Shield stuff, then they're also getting the gold from it. <laughs> yeah. Fucking crazy. I don't know. Kaib, what do you think, man? Um, I don't really think much of it, because the release, like all the teasing and stuff, has been, like, when I've been, like, the least plugged into anything. 
uh, just because I've been moving, uh, trying to get sure. unpacked and get unsettled. Um, I will say that the clips that I did see, and I think some of them were bugs, but if they're not bugs, I think she's going to be completely broken, how she can just ignore tower shots. I hope that we, that's Yeah, no, that, that was a bug. It, okay. it was like confirmed okay. right. okay, they were good. Whatever. I don't care. She looks fun. But honestly, I, I, mean, oh, I haven't been oh, paying with her much w, attention. Oh, with her W, she could ignore them. Interesting. I didn't even think about that. It, yeah, but it, it, was basic a, attacks. it was a bug. Yeah. yeah, it was a bug. Okay. Um, okay, good. But I mean, like, I'll, I'll play her, but I'm not... If I play ADC, I play Senna or Ezreal. So, I mean, I don't know how much I'll play her. I'll try her out a couple times, but... So could you, I mean, now there's another champion that has dodge back in the game because dodge was a mechanic that was in beta and was also in season one or two and they got rid of it right after that. But a Jax, uh, Jax Neela lane has, everyone has dodge. It probably wouldn't be that great. It sounds like it's terrible probably, but um, yeah. I also like, you know, a lot of champions nowadays have been recycling abilities like we saw a lot of that with Akshan, which was a combination of Lucian and Vayne and <laughs> several other champions as well. <laughs> and then you but, have Viego, who recycles everyone's abilities. Everyone. <laughs> exactly, and then Nico and Silas as well, who steal part of their identities as well. But now Nila also like her ultimate is literally AD version of Oriana. It's literally Oriana's thing. Yeah, I mean it heals her, so it's actually better. But I don't. Like oof, this, I I like that they're starting to recycle them in good ways, but this just feels like oh shit, what are we gonna give her? Her uh, should give her some healing, and maybe some AOE. Hey, Oriana's got some of that. Cool, let's do it. It feels a little unimaginative the R to me. Yeah, I mean like when you get like 159 champions, whatever, it's you're gonna have to start doing some stuff. Otherwise, like, when Rat goes, like, too weird and they make, like, a champion like Yumi, like, people just hate it completely, where they make something that's completely out of the box, so I think people generally just like things they kind of know, so they have, like, stuff that's similar, like, Action's Passive is similar to Lucian, but it's not the same. Yeah, but then instead of recycling some of this stuff, like, it, it's fine to recycle in new ways like Akshan did, but why don't they do things like add more new mechanics? Because she, Neela doesn't have many new mechanics at all, it doesn't seem like, other than her passive, which is very new. Why don't, I mean, I've been hoping for a while where there could be a subtract gold from yourself and give it to an ally champion. Given that she's, you know, meant to share heals, shields, experience, why not have something like that baked into her kit too? I've got a better idea of what they can do. If we're talking about recycling abilities, let's take Alistar's thing where he pounds the ground, right? Okay, take Vi's Denting Blow as her W. Fuck that, just make that part of her passive, and make it where Vi just smacks the ground and knocks people up. Doesn't even have to do damage. QN, you just want Vi to be too good. Yeah, dude, she, she sucks ass. She's not that bad. She she's is. getting pro play as well, but like, dude, she's, so she's not bad. that bad. She's I've seen her getting picked in a one of those like the challengers queue, challenger queue matches. I've seen her picked a couple times. She's picked an LCK as well. Yeah, There's... because the fucking mid laners they just 
sit there and play to scale, and they're a stun bot for a victor. Hey, here's a Vi. Free W and R. Congrats. Victor just blew up at least one person. Vi gets banned against some of the LCK junglers. Vi gets banned against me in competitive every game, but that what they don't know is I'll never play her. They're terrified of this 73% win rate, baby. That's why I always used to get Nunu banned in, in my games when I did the competitive, but I was never going to play Nunu with what we had. Especially when I feel like half the games we faced a goddamn Anivia, and oh god, I fucking hate Anivia when I'm playing jungle. Like, I hate that champion with a passion. Uh, and it would... Uh, Just play I could never. I could never... Okay, well, this is before Wukong could W over okay, the walls. Fair, this is like fair. a year and a half ago. I was going to say, yeah, just so, anytime I've seen a Nivea, I just play Wukong. I don't think Wukong's a good jungler, so I refuse to play him in the jungle. He's good if you're... if you're. I, I kind of like him similar to how I'll play Viego. I won't pick Viego if none of my laners have their own CC. Like, I played a game the other day where I had a Renekton, a Lissandra, a Seraphine, and an Ash. It was a perfect game for for Viego because I don't I don't want to be the primary engage um, as Viego with a Viego W. That's just terrible. Um, so I I kind of I kind of look for the same kind of deal with with Wukong just because he doesn't have any CC until his ultimate. Yeah, I I get it. I don't. I just don't love playing. I, I don't know. I don't. Wukong is a better top laner. He's he's a high. E, he's very good at high econ champions. He's okay at being low econ in the jungle. Yes, his W made and his E buffs have made him so he can jungle better. But he's just better in top lane in general. He should not be played in the jungle. You could pick him and then flex him to jungle if you get a bad. Well, I think matchup, I think but... it makes them. I think more times than not, it's it's correct to play him in jungle. Unless it's a specific counter in the top lane, um, like if if you but he, if you're he, looking for he, the Wukong to be the carry, put him in top lane, absolutely. But he beats most, like he's at least goes neutral or beats most matchups in the in top lane. That's my that's like that my understanding about it. And in jungle, yeah, but you can W over walls. <laughs> yeah, but like that's all that matters. No, he, he doesn't win duels against other junglers. No, he does not. Not early. Not early. Not even into mid game most of the time. Like I mean, it depends. Yeah, okay, you'll beat like a a Nunu in a duel, but or a, maybe a Ramus or something. But like, no, you're not going to win an overall duel. I don't know. Like it just, I don't know. I have problems with Wukong jungle. I don't like it. The same reason I don't like Mordekaiser jungle. Dude, it's just no Mordekaiser jungle slaps. Oh my god, it's so good. It's You remember when I used to talk about playing Mundo Jungle, and you just press Ghost and run at people, and there's nothing they can do? Yes, yeah. I understand. And now, yeah. now it's the same thing, but it's AP, and I've got Mordekaiser E. Good luck getting away no. from me. Dude, I will well, say, you... like, Mord is like, Mord is like turbo fucking broken right now. I he don't is. know if he's, like, in the patch to get nerfed, but I was playing, like, I was actually playing a decent top this week. And, like, I remember I played against a more that literally went full tank, like, all armor items, and he, his Q was still chunking me for, like, a fourth of my health. That made no sense. He just has, like, crazy amount of base stats, you know? 
That's what I'm saying, dude. It's literally like what Mundo used to be before the rework. You just run at people. You can build tank if you want, and they and you're still gonna kill them. They they just can't do anything about it. That's why it's great in low elo. M Mundo before the rework, absolutely. Since the rework, not a good jungler. I played him some. He's definitely not as good as he was, but I like to think that I was that I'm pretty good at Mundo. So I was able to make kind kind of like the way I look at Vi right now. I, Vi is not you know, up there in priority in low elo picks for jungle right now. But, like, I, I, I can make her work. And that that's the way I looked at Mundo for a while. Yeah, I don't... I don't know. I don't I don't like it. Mordekaiser jungle I have a problem with because more jungle is not good unless... It's only good when people are not paying attention to vision and they underestimate his gank potential. If you just, like, walk away from him, then... And and if you're un if you're understanding jungle pathing and you're paying attention to pings and like pockets of vision, more jungle does nothing. He clears okay, but then he can't like fight people all that well. You just kite him out. That's where ghost comes in. Okay, sure he has ghost, but most champions can survive in his ultimate. And if he's ulting the most valuable well, target, he's also. So the way I guess I guess I should explain I. When I was playing Mundo, I was just getting level 3 to get all my abilities, and then I was just going to fight over and over and over. Couldn't do anything oh. about it. With Mord, I full clear. If a gank's there, take it. If it's not, back. Full clear. Repeat, repeat, repeat. Take objective. You will not see me come out of the jungle unless it's free, and then I'm going to show up to a team fight, and I'm going to murder somebody in my ult, and I'm going to take their stats and then I'm going to murder the rest of the team. Well, then why don't you play Udyr? No, dude. Fuck that. Mordekaiser. No, Udyr is so much nah, better No, dude, he's, he's an edgelord. With, like, so, like, right above the move speed you get from the passive a little while ago, and you just go Rylai's, like, I think it's second item, it's actually super hard to kite him right now. Especially if he's, like, ahead. If he's ahead, he's kind of, like... I mean, he's like any other bruiser, or if, like, bruisers are ahead, they just do a shitload of damage, but, yeah, like... Well, that's why I say that I don't... I won't take ganks early unless they're free. Just because they're, if if Mord gets behind, he's very bad, unless you, like, get a perfect ult off on someone and then take their stats when they're already low, right? Because you can just kill them regardless. He and then also... you come out of that fight, and you're, like, even with the rest of the champions on the map. He can also just recycle his clamps really quickly. Yeah, he is. A, he is a very fast clear. Like, I think I you can get you can get your first full clear. Um, if you get if you get a leash to like one thirty eight, which is pretty standard for the bot lane, you can you can full clear at like three oh nine if you if you kite and keep your passive up correctly. Yeah, I. I mean, I know that it clears very fast. He does take a little... He does take, like, the first clear is not the best in terms of speed, but it's it's fine. Like, I don't know. He's... <sighs> well, his clear, his first clear is great if you can... If you can keep your passive up, it's very fast. If you... if it, It's like... I would say it's like average, average full clear. And then the second you learn how to get your passive correctly like how far you can take it and stuff to pull to pull camps that's when it you can drop it like 15 seconds 
Yeah, but the problem is you have to keep the. I mean, like it's it's a lot harder than that, just because, especially on the red side of the jungle, you have to. You can only refresh your passive when hitting large monsters. So with Krugs, it falls off, basically always. I don't think that that's true. I'm pretty sure I haven't ex but... I haven't experienced that because I can I can keep my passive going from Krugs to Raptors. So I thought it was only when you're hitting a large monster, meaning the giant Krug. Once you kill the giant Krug, no, then you have it, it, three it, or it four definitely of... it definitely keeps it on at least the medium ones. Okay. Um. Because because if if it didn't, there's no way in hell I could keep that passive up from yeah. Krugs to Raptors. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. The other problem I just have with I, the other reason I really don't like we don't have to dwell on this too much longer, but I really don't love Jungle Mord because you know he takes objectives sure, but if you're trying to either you pull out the other jungler with your ult, or you don't ult and then you're not using part of your kit. But if you pull the other jungler out or someone else, you're not able to smite the objective. Well, I so if I'm going for a dragon, I will look to pull someone before it's even close to being down and just try and kill him before. Sure, yeah. I get it. I don't know, I think... maybe an unpopular opinion. He no, doesn't have I a very mean, large pick weight. So, like, on paper, like, Mord's kid is pretty trash, but I think right now he's just got crazy stats, and they've, like, buffed him a couple times, and now he's just, like, a high win rate. Just... Well, I'm sure, like, good players just shit on him. Like, you never see him in, like, high-elo games still because the kit's so bad if you play around it correctly. Yeah, he has a 50.8% win rate in Plat Plus right now in jungle. If I put that up to Diamond 2... Where is Mordekaiser here? He is... 45. So the difference between Plat and Diamond 2 is 5 percentage points. That's pretty goddamn huge. Yeah, so like you're saying, Sean, yeah, his kit is not that good, but even more so, it doesn't work for a jungler overall. Yeah. I just feel like there's people that can do what he's good at just slightly better. Yeah, for sure. So, like, what champs are you thinking of that do that? Like, like in at least for this most pat like recent patch. There he is. Yeah, if I, yeah, at least for top lane, but. If I can play that, like, more jungle, why wouldn't I just play, like, Volibear or, like, I don't know, Zac or, like, Ramus? Because, I mean... I don't think I don't think any of them do the damage that Mort does. Tank Volley doesn't do the damage that he does. The, yeah, but the they highest can... One. But their ganking is way better. Oh, yeah, the they're sticking, ganking. The is. sticking power. So I guess... That, the yeah. sticking power. So, like, I guess they're... I'm just arguing because of the way that I have tended to play him, where it's gotcha. kind of like Fiddlesticks, where I'm not showing up until I have my ult. Yeah, because it's like, I would say that, you know, if you just, like, run into the enemy jungler, I mean, he can just stat check a good bit of people right now, like y'all were saying, but... uh I will say, I, mean, I don't think there's a stronger jungler right now than a, than a Mord has gotten a free double kill bot lane at like three minutes. Yeah. Lilia. No. Mord 
Mord is so much stronger. Lil Lilia, well, it's it's different with Lilia though, because you're not like <laughs> Lilia. You're not just gonna get up in people's faces. You're gonna kite them around and shit. So yeah, you can do the same thing. But like, if you get caught, right? If a Nautilus hits a hook on you, you're gonna die. With Mord, it's like, okay, congratulations, I wanted you here. Trundle. I mean, yeah, if he builds tank. Yeah, Trundle. No, no, if you build Sunderer into, like, Bork or into something else. Oh, like, yeah, 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 okay, maybe... yeah, 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 my bad. I, I thought, I thought, I was, I was looking at if, if Mord builds tank and the Trundle holds him. But yeah, no, Sun, dude, Sunderer, Bork, Trundle is terrifying. Yeah, it is. Yeah. When he's really ahead, it's very scary. I will say, yeah, like... Or, I mean... Sorry, go ahead, John. So, like, my experience playing more top is, like... It's, like, the champion bullies people really hard. And it's, like, it feels like you win lane, like, every game, and then you get to, like, mid and late game, and you're just, like, useless. It's, like, it happens to me literally every time I play Mord, and, like... Maybe I just haven't played enough of the champion to know how to play like, the mid and late game well, but like it just feels like your kid is so bad for team fights, and you just get kited, and it just feels bad. I also really like forcing people to pay the QSS tax. Or just play a champion that doesn't matter, that you can survive or kite around him in uh, within the ult, or just understand how to, you know, just like outplay him in it. He walks at you, he uses his E, which is so telegraphed and easy to dodge. Well, you, you, also, you also have to remember boots. what Elo. I'm playing in high silver or gold. Like, think about think yeah. about the clientele. They're not. We're not exactly the smartest fuckers in the league world. What? Right, but even when you're in lower, like as time's gone on, mechanics have been getting narrower and narrower. So yes, game knowledge. Absolutely, there's still a gap between silver, plat, diamond, plus. But a lot of the times, mechanics, once you hit silver, they're playing mechanically pretty similarly to plat and not diamond somewhat. I think you've just offended a lot of diamond players. If Dan Men was on this podcast, he would be cringing so hard. As a, uh, as a diamond player in Season 10 myself, I can confidently say that when we play in community game nights or when I play on my Smurf and stuff, in when I'm playing with people who are bronze or silver or gold even, there's not much of a mechanical difference. There is a game knowledge difference, definitely, but there's not much of a like physical mechanics difference to the much that I'm noticing. Maybe like they're playing, you know, maybe these people are playing on champions that they're used to. I, I could agree more, so for like it. the easier champions, yeah, but like someone like a Yas or Yone, absolutely not. Like a silver a silver Yas main is nowhere near as mechanically good as a diamond Yas main. No shot. Oh, sure, but I mean like, you know, when we're talking about... Jarvan? Uh, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> play, playing anyone, kiting around Mordekaiser, that's basically going to be pretty similar if we're talking about um, you know, these champions that aren't super mechanically difficult. If we're talking about high skill ceiling champions mechanically, Kiana, Gangplank, uh, fuck, like, I don't, I don't know, Yasuo, Yone, like you're saying there. Um, my favorite, my know. favorite thing, especially when I play Mord or Volley now, is when I see those champions that are super high mechanically intensive. Like, if I see a GP, I'm just like, wow. <laughs> I am going to camp your lane and make your life hell because I don't believe that you can play that champion correctly. Yeah. So, so, so like my experience with Mord is like if you get ahead or you're like fed, 
you like get in a team fight and you alt like whoever's the strongest on their team. But then you're not the front line for your team, so you get out of the ult and everybody on your team is dead, and then you just die too. It's like usually what happens in my experience. Because you can you can pick one person out of the fight, but like you're the front line for your team. So like without you, usually your team just gets stomped. I try I try to ult someone who I can kill quickly in the ult. So that I have those stats and just pray that my team's not dead after the fact. Yeah, if I get out and my team's dead, I'm I'm fucked. But if I can if I can kill the person in the ult pretty quickly, like I'll have I'll have ghost running. You know, I hit I hit one Q, they're they're dead. If I miss the first Q, they they probably they probably make it out. But I'm gonna take a squishier yeah. champion because I, I I tend to just go like on a flank. Like if if the four teammates are you know. Headed through mid lane, I'm coming through bot lane for a dragon fight. Hitting ghost, ulting the back line. Yeah. Yeah, well, I don't want to take up the whole podcast about Mordekaiser, though that was an interesting discussion for sure. I did see that we got a question in Twitch chat. Uh, Shark asked, how do we feel about the hypocritical stance of Riot not allowing Cassiopeia to buy boots, but Belveth can? Um, Kaib, what do you think? a good question i never paid much attention to the fact that belveth uh doesn't have feet so there are actually a lot of champions that don't have feet that <laughs> can still buy boots yeah. like nami i think oh, it's yeah. just yeah isn't it just that you know Cass can't buy boots because that's her passive as she gets move speed per well, level that's the you know, only reason yeah, i can't they, they... believe that they would take away Cass' uh snake rights her god-given snake woman rights like that and then give them to other people. That is out. That is outrageous. We should have a Supreme Court ruling on this. <laughs> okay. Let's. Uh, though I would love to talk politics. Let's. Uh, let's keep that. Let's a talk about more... Kane. Let's talk about Kane and how good Kane is right now. I don't think Kane's that good right now. Red Kane slaps right now. Can we talk it feels about? Feels like it takes too long to get online. Can we talk about how like the Canes are building the opposite builds of what they're intended to be? <laughs> <laughs> like like tank like Red Canes going the assassin build and assassin Canes going the Red Cane build. I actually, actually I actually really like Blizzard right now. Run Ugh. run first strike Blizzard. It's uh like obviously you're not. It, I feel like it's a it's it's safe right. If if it's not a game that I need to go red cane, I'll play Blizzard just because it's safe. Like if I if I don't get ahead and I just play full on assassin, I'm kind of just fucked, right? But if I play Blizzard, I can at least do something. If you get ahead as red cane, though, it's it feels like impossible. The game just feels oh impossible. yeah yeah, but like even if you get behind as red cane, it's still it's still doable because you've got a yeah. lot of you know, percent max health, you get your W knock up and stuff, but if you get behind on blue cane, like assassin, you're just fucked. Like you're not gonna do anything. Yeah, you just don't do damage. Which is why the blueser is great. Dude, I I play against a red cane that went the assassin build, and he was still just like one shotting me as Darius, and it felt so disgusting to play against. Was it the I remember like one one fight I got him to like two hundred HP, he like ulted me and came out like three fourths HP. It made no Yo, I sense. I know what I'm doing after this game. That <laughs> sounds fun. <laughs> I mean, Sean, you know that his ult has a uh, the healing and the damage have a AD ratio, and it's also max health of the champion. So if you were if this was later in the game and you had a lot of health on Darius, yeah, he's gonna heal for a shit ton and do a lot of damage. Yeah, I mean that's fair. It just felt disgusting to play against. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> 
That's true. What are your thoughts yeah. on going if you go red cane? So if if I play red cane and I am if I'm ahead, I definitely build the man immune. But I've been I've been kind of leaning into building it if I'm just even. I'll just go like Gore Drinker, Man Immune, uh, Death Stance, maybe throw a Bramble, and it you can't be killed, and you still just do so much fucking damage. Death Stance definitely feels gross on him right now. I, I've never been a fan of Man Immune on Kane. I would always just prefer to go uh, Gore Drinker into maybe Black Cleaver, if there are a bunch of tanky people, or... Death Dance, then Black Cleaver, maybe, or Sterics or something. Like, I just don't... Man of you never felt great on uh, to me on Red Cane. On Blue Cane, absolutely, when you're going Assassin Blue Cane. But I also really hate that he can swap forms and build either way and still be kind of doing the same thing. I really don't like that. Yeah, I I would I would agree yeah. with you there. As, as much as I like to play Bluezer, I don't think that you should be able to. Um... No, because you're flying in, you're pretty tanky, you're doing a third of your damage in the first three seconds is uh, AP, is magic damage, and then when you ult, it resets that cooldown. So another three seconds worth of damage to each unique champion, I believe it is, you're doing magic damage. That should not it, it, that should not be a thing for uh, someone who's building tanky and still be able to blow up. Like, they should, they need to... Kane is a hard champion to balance, given that he has the two forms, but they need to, I think, isolate the two identities and balance them appropriately. I, I don't but even. I, I don't even know. Like, without getting super number intensive, I feel like the only way you could do that is to like restrict the, like, the build path that he could go. Like, literally restrict the items that Blue Cane can go. Like, you can't go Gordrinker. No, just have something where. Um... You could do it with Red Cane pretty easily, where you give him armor and MR and max health scaling on some of his stuff. Because he's building items that have that sort of thing. So if you give him max health scaling, there you go. If you have armor scaling, there you go. Death Dance gives you that. If you're building Maw, okay, you get some MR scaling. You do the the inverse. You could also... like I don't know why, it doesn't, why Riot doesn't have any of these champions where you're penalized for having resistances. So if you were like they could do that with Pike, for example. You know, Pike doesn't get penalized for building any resistances, but they he they want him to be a squishy champion who cannot get additional max health like based by his kit. So if you were to build something like a dead man's plate, you're not getting the health, but you're getting all the armor. You're built you get all the armor from Posen Heart. But if you what if you were to convert or, you know, say this champion only receives sixty six percent of all armor that they purchase effectively. You could do that with Blue Cane, the same idea where you're only getting you know, you only get 70% of the health that you build. Therefore, you make it, like, mathematically so inefficient to build that way that it just doesn't work. I had a game the other day on Kane, and it, it like, made me discover what I thought was, like, the perfect Red Kane build because the game went long enough and I got far enough ahead to where most of the enemy damage was AD, but they had one, like, AP threat. So it warranted me going a Spirit Visage. So I went <laughs> Gore Drinker, Muramana, Death Dance, Sterix, and was and was building into Spirit Visage after that. Because the, you know, the 
a boost to your healing. That would just be stupid. The, I mean, Spirit Visage feels amazing on him. The problem is Spirit Visage is not a great item right now, and there's not a lot of situations where you want to build it because mages blow, so people aren't playing mages. Well, I mean, I, I, I can't imagine a world where Kane would ever build Force of Nature over Spirit Visage. Never. Never. So, like, for him, it's good. Like, if I'm, if I'm playing Volley, I tend to go Spirit Visage over Force of Nature on Volley as well because of his W healing and his E shield. Like, but, but, like, when you play Vi, I assume you need to you go the other way. Or when I play Udyr, there's never a chance I'm ever playing uh, Spirit Message. If I, never. If I play I'm Vi Force of Nature. And, I, and I have to get to the point where I build some tanky items, I won't build Force of Nature on her either. Spirit Visage all the way. Any champion that just gets a bunch of shields like so frequently with the amount of CDR that Vi gets that late into the game where you need to go a Spirit Visage or a Force of Nature, your, your 10 second passive shield regeneration, you're popping that so frequently that your shields are just huge. Yeah. Yeah, the little bit of ability haste is nice too on the item for like any champion like that. I, I tend to, like, if a champion has innate healing or shielding built in, like, decent amount of healing or shielding, like, you know, Kane, Volleybear, Vi, I'm building a Spirit Visage of Force of Nature every single game. I used to like it a lot on on, um, on Warwick. I used to play a yeah. bunch of Warwick. I, li I like Spirit Visage on uh, Mordekaiser. I like to play, uh, I'll play Mordekaiser into, like, <laughs> 4 AP comps. It's great. <laughs> So here's another champion that builds that has all these weird different builds for them. Um, and John, you can speak to this is Graves. So I mean, Lethality Graves right now is probably the best version of him, the most common that you see. But they they did get rid of the the Negan Graves, the the Life Steal. They really nerfed that into Oblivion. But I mean, you still see in I don't see it very much in so actually I never see it in solo queue because I ban Graves every game. So. I don't know what else happens with Graves and Solo Queue, but I imagine that there's still a lot of people or some people that are building Stridebreaker or Gore Drinker and just going like Black Lever second and just going straight tanky. Like, yeah. And that seems like pretty unhealthy. Like, Dude, have you ever played so any of those? Stupid. What do they feel like? It yeah. is so dumb. So like, I guess uh, like in theory, at least with like Gore Drinker, it's like if they have like three or more melee champs that are like bruisers, um, I mean, I've tried it as well. Like it, it's pretty gross. I mean, it can be really good um, in those kind of situations. He just gets so much armor. Yeah, like, you, uh, you just can't. You can't kill him. I played against it one time where any got any got fed. So granted, you know, he he was getting his items quicker than quicker than most of the game. But I mean, there were fights where I'd, I'd click on him, and this dude would be out of fights with like five hundred armor. And he's not building armor items. Yeah, and then so he like, just God, has... I fucking hate my life. <laughs> yeah, that's just like super good on him too, because he just has the armor, and then a gore drinker just gives makes him tanky with the health. It gives him ability haste, which he he really likes. Uh, I mean, and when there's like three bruisers on the enemy team, and you can get that gore drinker proc, and it just gives you a ton of health back, like in a fight like that. Because he loves the the extended fights, it's just I I don't know that item is it's just weird that it's on him, and then like pretty good in some situations. 
But I've tried the Eclipse more than Gore Drinker personally. Um, do you think that it's? I mean, I mean, I guess this is kind of a rhetorical question, but it's not. It, I guess it's not even a question anymore. It's not even healthy that he can build that and still be effective. Yeah, I, it does feel a little bit like he's like uh, like double dipping on stats as far as like he already gets a bunch of armor and then he also just gets to build a bunch of HP and do a lot of damage. With that, it's like it's like so niche though. Like yeah, you don't really you, like you can't you can't build that into every game like no. the, the eclipse build. Like no. it's got it's got to be the right situation. So I don't. Yeah, I, I, I wish they would nerf that out out of contention but like i've i've seen it one time pulled off correctly but even when they're even when he is building it in the right situation or even when he doesn't build that then he's building something else he still gets 250 300 armor through his e that's just based like because of the way that it stacks up like he still gets a shit ton of armor even when he's not building any armor i don't know i personally don't think that he should get he should get way reduced amount of armor than he currently gets with his E when you stack it up the true grit, or this would be a perfect champion to get rid of to uh to say this champion cannot gain bonus armor from items. Boom, immediately then he has to rely on his E and whatever base scaling he has. I don't know. I I don't like graves, so I'm looking for any way to get rid of him. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not a. I'm not a fan. I. I, I haven't been able to make him work. Uh, post the shield bow bloodthirster. At a, I don't know. I just. I. I can't. I can't pull it off with the like the umbral eclipse. That that build. I'm not as. I'm not. Not as good there. Yeah, I think it just with him. You just gotta do the the build that's best for the game but it's like it's just weird with him because they have all the items on him um but like yeah i mean i agree like the umbral is just like i never go umbral on him unless it's like pretty pretty much all squishy team or like mostly squishy team because like at that point i would rather just build eclipse first and then like go into other things he just has a lot of options like you can go like Eclipse Bruiser, you can go the Gore Drinker, you can go Eclipse Crit on him, but I think that's just probably... Just build it on Vi. Just build <laughs> Umbral on Vi. Just do my super stupid burst Vi build. Run Electrocute, you rush Umbral for the quick lethality power spike, and into Triforce or Sunder, like normal build after that, game over. You get ahead, you're, you're not getting touched. Yeah. At least like the amount that I've... Uh what graves I've played. The one I enjoy the most would is probably the uh Eclipse crit. Um it's more like a ADC. It's just really fun being able to do like a ton of damage late. Like someone just walks up to you, you just auto him once and it's like, oh <laughs> there goes half your health. So speaking of graves, I always like to when I'm looking up a champion see what their win rates are and other stuff is going on and other roles they're not intended to be in. So Graves support <laughs> has I know on this patch it has 39 matches and a 23% win rate. Oh my god. Um what do you think the keystone that the highest win rate has taken? For Graves support? Graves support. What's yes. the what's the one that 
you hit like a slow or something, and it does the glacial. slow glacial. Yeah, is it glacial? It is not glacial. Sean, what's your guess? Dark harvest. It is not dark harvest. John, what you got? What's your guess? Guardian. Nope, it is comet. <laughs> comet, mana flow band, transcendence, scorch, and then zombie ward, ultimate hunter. Seems very weird, and it's like lethality with the spectral sickle, spectral sickle, and poke. Someone Speaking of off meta supports, have you guys seen Sejuani support lately? No, but LS talks about it a lot. I haven't seen it at all. It is, um, it's quite abusive. Um, it it's it's very good. the The coach for the competitive team that I'm on has told our support that he needs to learn. Sejuani in the next two weeks before our next match because it will be played. Interesting. I mean, there's a. Uh, it was not played, but drafted in. Um, there's a YouTube video that I would recommend everyone go and watch. It was really cool. It was uh, LS and Kadrill did drafts against one another. And um, they did. It was a five game. They did like five games of drafts. And anytime a champion was picked or banned, it could not be picked. For or banned for the rest of the series, so anything that was picked in game one and or banned in game one gone for the rest of the series. And at one point they ended up like pitch. Uh, I think LS's team drafted Sejuani support, but it was like they got into some really interesting stuff. It was really cool. It was really cool. There was a Bard mid. There was um, oof, what else was there? Um, there was ape. I think there was an AP Gragas ADC. Like there was there was some very cool stuff, but yeah, Sejuani support was one of them. I think it's worth mentioning that it's pretty meta top right now, at least for like high elo. Like it's it's been getting picked in pro play a decent amount. It is pretty strong. Yeah, it has a fifty one and a half percent win rate in top lane. It's like apparently the ninth best top laner, and a little bit less in the jungle. Yeah, I only tried it once, but I can see it like. It, it did feel pretty good when I, I played it. I don't know. What was the matchup you played it into? I, I don't remember, actually. I played it, like, two or three weeks ago. The thing is, like, if you play it in, like, a good matchup for, like, tanks, which is usually just, like, squishier champions, then you can, like, shit on your lane and then roam mid because you have a crazy gank, too, or, like, make a play with your jungler. Because Sidwani alt is, like, gotta be like one of the best pick tools in the game, and then, like, her Q and her W and E to follow it up are just crazy. So, like, she just feels like she has pretty good stats right now, so she can just hang in there top lane. Sure. I'm trying to find that game that you're talking about. Do you know which one of the accounts it was on? It was def definitely Sean E-Boy. It, it, it must have been, like, three or four weeks. I just remember because Whippo was playing it on stream, so I felt like I had to try it. <clears throat> was it ranked or norms? It would have just been norm. Let's see. Yep, one game of Sejuani and you lost. Yeah, I mean, it's it's still a tag. It you're like I don't know. You get like the most value off like picks and being the front line, but you don't have a ton of carry potential. So it's I feel like I, you don't see it because it's a tank. <laughs> you don't see a lot of tanks. Like, but you got twelve kills. Nice. I mean, I used to play Sejuani jungle and it was like super meta. It's obviously not like as meta anymore, but it's still playable. I like Sejuani as a champion in general.
search by champions over here. God, U.GG is so good. They have like all the different ways I can search for this. Okay, uh, you played against a. Well, you played a you played a few games. Oh, one one month ago, and then before that was five months ago. But this one was, you got seven kills against a Mordekaiser top. Yeah, that sounds like a good matchup for Sedge. No, yeah. I mean it's you also like played against a Yone jungle. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I mean, dude, I would give yeah. anything for Yone jungle to be a thing. I might, that would be really cool. I might even like. All right, here's the, here's the question. I guess the junglers here. Give me three champions that you wish were junglers that are currently not. Ooh, okay. Mm. Let me. Uh, Would you like me to give mine first? I want to think about this. I gotta. Yeah, go ahead. You first, because I gotta <clears> write <throat> mine down on a word document so I can remember. Okay. First, Yone. Okay. Second is Camille. Because she used to be, so like I don't know if that one exactly exactly counts. And then third, Swain. Oh no, no! I hate yeah, your picks. Yeah, I don't hate Yone, but I hate the other ones. Oh yeah. Ugh, gross. Okay. Uh, John, you play a lot of jungle. What do you think? Uh, I would say Silas. Uh, I mean, this one's gross, but Trinomir. Uh, Camille would be really fun too. That's one that I was thinking about. I will say one of my honorable cool. mentions was gonna be Silas. It, like his kit just makes sense to be a yeah. Be Silas a would be a lot of fun. Like it makes perfect sense for him to be a jungler. Yeah, I mean, it can work. It's just you need a while to not get invaded. You need winning lanes to make sure you don't get invaded, and you need to like get to level 9 and have kind of some items. So it doesn't really work. Make a really yeah, at that point, jungler. if you're relying on not being invaded, just play Nasus. Yeah. Give me a set jungle. You can ult people back. I know it was like Dude, a thing hex, when he first came out. but Hex flash, set jungle. <laughs> hex flash. No, dude, it still works. Catch me in the mid lane hex flushing out of the bushes. <laughs> oh, that mid laner's <laughs> fucked. Oh my gosh. So here's mine. And uh, so I'd also say Yone, absolutely. But I would also say, I think Renata jungle would be really cool if you could make it. Like, she, she needs more clear. It doesn't work at all with her current kit. She doesn't have enough damage. It, it No, it wouldn't work right now for her. But if they did do a mini rework at some point in the future, which I don't see happening because her kit is pretty good and it's very well balanced, um, her, Nico. Nico should be a jungler. It would I be agree. sweet to just all of a sudden, I mean, I can, I mean, I play her jungle sometimes, like not in ranked, but in norms. It's so fun to turn into someone else and roll up on them and they're like, oh shit, the mid laner's here. Oh wait, the mid laner's there. Oh, this is Nico. And then you throw out the the vines. I can't remember what her, what her E is called, but... Um, you throw that out and you snare him, and then if you hit it through a minion, if you like, if that's a level five uh, E, then it's a three-second root, and then you hit your blooming blossom on him, and oof, it's it's amazing. I love that. She has a pretty decent clear too. I mean, her cooldowns are a little high for the jungle, but as long as you can kite it out, it's not that bad. Okay, I've got a few more honorable mentions, and I'm done. Galio, predator no. Galio. Ugh, no. 
No. Yes. Not allowed. Yes. Gross. No, not allowed. Okay. Nope, not allowed. Here's another. Bring back Ezreal Jungle. And then okay. something that I something that I actually like to play Jungle, but like you'll never see me play it in solo queue, is uh, Garen. But it's that, not that bad. But Garen it's one, it's one of those where like if you're gonna play Garen, you just play a top. I would say uh, Quinn Jungle would be an honorable mention as well. Yeah, I guess if what you need to be a mat, but Jingle, you just fly in yeah. and, and gank. It's it would be so good. Oh, and she has really good early duel early dueling potential yeah. too. I'm going. I'm going with. I'm, I'm going with Orin jungle, and you just never leave. You just keep <laughs> building your items. You just stay in the jungle Sean, the whole game. No, not not Orin jungle. You you were there for when we did the the interview with UCI Esports. We talked about Orin jungle and how they destroyed it. No, it doesn't work. <laughs> I've seen Ellis try it on stream too. It it looks bad, but it would be it's funny to just never have to back. Like you get blue buff and get all your mana back, and then you just heal off like plants or whatever or just heal off smites like it would be pretty funny i also think that oh. if they gave chogath a little bit of a buff to his monster damage he would roll over everyone in the jungle and it wouldn't you even can already close. play him jungle and it's not that bad. yeah you you absolutely can like uh one of the guys that was on the competitive team uh plays a fuck ton of chogath jungle and he makes it work really well um but like I, I'm talking like, if they gave him an extra like, fifty percent to his E or something, the what is it, the void spikes? Is that what they're called? Um, for Cho yeah, the void spikes. Yep. If that was like fifty percent additional monster damage, he would just run over every jungler in the game. Yeah, that'd be disgusting. We can uh we can bring that up when. We might when we have um, a Cho'Gath main or former Cho'Gath main uh, mystery guest on next week. Um, oh, we Kerblanc! Up with them. Yeah, of course. I can't wait to have you know, Kerblanc we... back. Yeah, but maybe even um, Major Smile will come back one day. Who knows? Ooh, maybe. But no. Uh, what I what I really would love is Brand is on the tipping point of Dude. being a very good jungle. Brand yes. is good yes. if you know what you're doing, but he's not great. What they real what I wish they would do is when jungle monsters are ablaze with his passive, they do like you know seventy five percent damage to Brand. Boom, he's a jungler then. Um. Okay, Eric, do you see a lot of uh, Olaf tops in Plat right now? No. No, I don't. You don't? Okay, no. I was about to say, if you want some some extreme free low, if if someone on your team is locking Olaf top and you play anything other than Volley Bear, you're trolling the game. Think about someone trying to get away from a Volley Bear Olaf combo, just running you down. I just play Lilia and I run away from them. No. Yes. No, dude, you get you get flash queued <laughs> Volley Bear and a and a, what is it? An axe thrown at you? You're just dead. There's no kite. I have that. I have merc treads, and you can't really you can't catch me. No, there's no escaping that. You don't kill me because I have Riftmaker and I have Zanyas. No, 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 I'm sorry. No, you just don't escape. Okay, hard disagree. You're allowed to be wrong. I'm never wrong. I'm the host of the Trinity Force podcast. Damn it. And with that, this has been episode 612. <laughs> We've gone back in time about a year. 
uh, a couple of years with that. Yeah, one. shit. Because we're on seven eighty two right now. That'd be what almost three almost three years. Yeah, that'd be a while back. Yeah, Sean, who would you like to see jungle that isn't a jungler? You just said Orn. Oh, right. Mm -hmm. Oh. Seraphine. I don't have any hot. Give Darius some jungle buffs, man. Darius, <laughs> he did get the jungle buffs. I know, and he's actually decent. Yeah, this clears decent, but as someone who's played a lot of Darius, you really want Flash and Ghost, because without sums, that champion just gets kited like hell. So then why not just... But Ghost is the more important of the two, is it not? Yeah, I mean, if you go Darius jungle, you like have to go Ghost smite, but... Even that, like, missing Flash feels so bad on Darius. I'm going to play that after after we finish recording, too. That sounds fun. Darius Jungle is fun, yeah. You go Red Smite, uh, and I would say you go... Do if you... You're well, okay, Sunfire. I guess if you're going Ghost, you, I was going to say, do you not want a Blue Smite to get the speed? Nah, you don't... You don't really need absolutely it with Ghost, I guess. No, you demolish people in fights, yeah, with Ghost, yeah. As long as you hit your pull. <laughs> Well, you just run at them faster than they can run at you, yeah. and you W them. True. Yeah. I want TF jungle. I've been trying to make TF work lately, and that champion literally feels like you tickle people. Like, he does negative damage right now. So he sure does. Give me, give me a decent TF. I miss TF. He's one of my favorite champions, and every time I play him, it feels like you're just a stun bot, basically, and you do no damage. So you have to hope your team can carry this feels pretty I'll bad. Make you a deal, okay? Yep. I will write a very strongly worded email with a lot of provocative suggestions to, to Riot's team if you promise to tickle me. Sure, I'll tickle you. Okay, Sean, <laughs> Sean what do you think the, the win rate for TF Jungle is right now on this patch in Plat Plus? Like 38% win rate. Lower. 28 22.7. Oh, God. I mean, he's... It has 66 games, and the most... Uh, okay, the okay. this is stupid, but the best runes for him with 100% win rate over one match is Hail of Blades. That does sound really bad. I mean, he's not <laughs> even good mid right now. <laughs> like, he's, he's one of the worst uh, win rate mid laners right now, so I don't see why he would be better in a role that he's not meant for. Like, obviously, the ult is meant for mid lane. Almost all of these builds that I'm seeing on here are AD and like, you know, Kraken Slayer and other crit stuff. Yeah, honestly, it's probably better because like, I don't know, he just does no damage right now. It feels so bad. What do you think uh, TF's second highest win rate roll is? He's got a 47.9% win rate in... Support. AD carry. Su support, 44.7. I will predator. say okay, so so me and <laughs> me and Hudson played a game against this this madman that went TF support, and he literally only built items that gave him move speed. So like he went like dead man's and like I don't know like force of nature and like it just went full move Shirelios. speed built turbo like chem tank or whatever and literally yeah. just ganked constantly with gold card because gold card is like a really strong tool, but. It was just really funny, and he, like, made it work in that game, and, like, Hudson tried to make it work after that, and it just never, like, he just ended up feeding his ass off. But it was so funny when we first saw it, because it was just, like, this, like, crazy build that, like, 
he must have just cooked up himself. Like nobody else would try that shit. It, the uh, the one item that I'm seeing here that a lot of people are getting on TF support is rapid fire cannon rush. That makes sense because you, yeah. you just gank, and all of a sudden you come with like a 900 range gold card flying at them. Yeah, I mean that's like the only strong thing about the champion right now is you have a point and click stun, super long range with rapid fire, but like. If you're not, like, getting picks with that, or, like, your team just doesn't have enough damage, which happens a lot when you have TF mid, like, you're just kind of screwed. I don't know. That's happened to me so many times when, like, my team just doesn't have enough damage, because I'm playing a mid laner that does literally zero damage, and you usually need your mid to do a decent amount of damage at least to win team fights. Sure. Yeah. Alright, um... Here, uh, Sean or Kybe, do you have any questions for John before we, we wrap up here? Yeah, I've got one. John, you want to play as soon as we're finished here? Of course. Let's go. <laughs> Love uh, it. What, what's your favorite champion? Rengar, for sure. <sighs> I don't want to play I regret <laughs> I don't want to play God. with you anymore. <laughs> It's only fun for me, I guess. <laughs> oh, God. I mean, isn't that what... I can't remember. I also hated... Uh, when we had Mark on from the UCI Esports program, I remember I hated both of the champions that he said that he played when he plays. Oh, God. You hate Jin? What do you hate about Jin? Oh, no. He, he said Jin, but what else did he say? He said he played... Was it like Ivern or... Uh, I just remember really Jin. He said Jin, but then he also said one other champion and uh, Gangplank maybe or um, oh I don't remember, but I I remember I was like oh great interview, great guy. Don't want to face him because I hate those champions. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, all right, well um, cool. So with that, that was episode number seven hundred and eighty-two of the Trinity Force podcast. Remember we have uh, community game nights on Tuesdays at. 7.15 Eastern Standard Time or Eastern Daylight Time, depending on how Daylight Savings is for this last year and a half that we have Daylight Savings um, because it's going to be gone next fall. So, yep, but uh, yeah. Um, we also uh, go ahead and throw in your answers to the question of the week in the Discord, and you can find that on our website at uh, oof, what is our website? It's Trinity Force Podcast or TrinityForceNetwork.com and there, there's all links to all the different socials, Patreon, and stuff like that. So, yeah. Um, thanks for Sean uh, just listening, released everyone. a new set for the Patreon, so look for that in your inboxes. <laughs> yeah, you did. Um, and and John, it was great having you. Thanks for uh, thanks for coming on. Yeah, man. thanks for having me. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, thanks for listening, everyone, and have a good rest of your evening or afternoon or morning or middle of the night if you work night shifts and are listening to this at this point. Eric, just say goodbye and that you love them. Okay. I can't stop vamping. That's <laughs> not, I just can't do it. Like okay. I just ugh. Guys, we got to go. I love you all. Have a good day <laughs> or night. All right. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to our product and being a member of the Trinity Force Network community. If you have a moment, please head over to iTunes and give your favorite show a comment and a rating. If you're so inclined, you can check out all of the other great shows in the network. We've got a wide variety of content from League of Legends to general gaming and role-playing podcasts. 
If you'd like to follow us on social media, we can be found at Twitter, Facebook, and Reddit under T-Force Network. We've also got a Patreon under that name where you can support your favorite shows with a small donation each month. Thanks again for listening, and we hope you continue to enjoy all of our podcasts, videos, and the community that we've provided.